You're listening to the Weekend Collective Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Labor has just finished its Congress and joining us to talk about it and um, and what we can take away from that is the Deputy Prime Minister, Carmel Cepoloni, joins me. Hello, good afternoon. Kia ora. Yeah, um, just the, the big question, with all the talk of sausage rolls, I'm concerned that that's all you guys have had to eat. Was there a bit of variety on the menu? I didn't actually have any sausage rolls. Okay. Uh, I, I do think that people um, went and got other things to eat apart from the sausage rolls. Good. I did get given two birthday cakes at Congress, so I'll oh, be really? those home. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, happy, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. You'll be able to share that. Were they large ones? The, the... One's large, so they, they're going to have to be shared around. Good stuff. Uh, now, um, what is the goal of the Congress, do you think, an event like this? Is it, is it really just for Labour Party faithful, or is there something that New Zealanders can take from it? I mean, it is for, for Labour Party faithful. It's an opportunity for our, our membership to come together. In an election year, it's really important because obviously we're laying out our plan and we're, we're preparing for, for the election and, and the fight to win that. Um, so, you know, it's an opportunity for us to, to get our membership based really enthusiastic and also to put some messages out to the public about what we stand for um, and what we will do if we're re-elected. What message do you want people to take from it then, in, in particular? Um, in terms of the general public? Yeah. Um, certainly, um, we, we took this as an opportunity to talk about what we've achieved over the last five years, um, what is currently underway, and what our plan is for New Zealand. And, and really, our message to New Zealand was we, we don't want to take the foot off the accelerator on any of the work that we've been doing. Uh, whether that be child poverty reduction or whether that be upskilling and training or whether that be the climate change work. In terms of your supporters, do you think they would be excited by the announcements you made uh, this weekend? Yes, certainly. I think it was really important for yesterday's announcement um, for us to draw that line in the sand. Um, You know, superannuation is such a tonga for New Zealand and our scheme is universal. It is simple and it is something that New Zealanders expect. So it's important... Um, that we highlight that we have no plans at all to get rid of it because there are other political parties who do have policies currently mm. uh, to, to lift the age of eligibility and perhaps stop the, the government uh, contribution, uh, perhaps get rid of the winter energy payment. Uh, and, and also, you know, there, there is a history of, of national stopping contributions to the super fund. I mean, how much can we rely on these comments about the superannuation in the end? Because you guys were, were for raising the age um, some years ago, weren't you? Yes, we, we were back in 2011, but we've all now been given um, quite a clear steer from the Retirement Commissioner. Um, and also, we've all seen the evidence to show why we shouldn't lift the age of eligibility. And so that is what informs our decision now. In terms of the superannuation age announcement, and then you you confirmed the apprenticeship boost, just on the face of it, they're not the most exciting announcements that are actually really dealing with the pressing issues right now, are they? Well, actually, the apprenticeship boost is really uh, one of the pressing issues. We've got workforce shortages because of, uh, after the GFC, the fact that the government stopped investing in, in apprenticeships. You know, we, we've got a lack and a shortage of tradies. Mm. Um, what we've seen with the investment through COVID has been um, a significant increase. I think 57,000 people through apprenticeship both have, have, have got trades under their belt. Um, and so making that permanent secures our future yeah. with regards 
to those workforces that we really need to be, uh, uh, you know, increasing. I guess I was thinking in terms of, you know, the, the pressing issues on, you know, inflation and crime and education, etc. And, and, and Chris Hipkins, I think, in his stand-up indicated that the manifesto is coming soon. What soon? Well, it'll be before the next election, obviously. But don't <laughs> forget <that we> <laughs> I was hoping you could narrow that down a little bit. <laughs> but don't forget, we've just done the budget. And, I mean, obviously there were a number of costs of living um, uh, policies in there that address the cost of living, sorry, for New Zealanders. Um, the 1st of April changes, too, which saw 1.4 million New Zealanders better off, uh, was funded for from Budget 2023. And so all of the, the, those things uh, have been covered recently, very recently, mm. um, through our 2023 budget. Uh, National's um, gone back on its bipartisan deal on, on housing. I think there have been some comments from Megan Woods, which she still think there's, thinks there's room for bipartisan um, arrangements. What's your take on it? Well, we would hope so because, you know, housing is, is such a crucial issue for us. You know, we we haven't got, we still haven't got enough, even though um, we've built, uh, you know, thousands of, of new state houses and changed settings so that we can get more houses built across the country. Um, and this is something that we do believe that all political parties should be invested in. And it's one of those things where we think that we should be working together on. So, you know, let's just see. I guess uh, I, I'm thinking of the time with Christchurch with the housing accord. I know it's not your portfolio, but you have a strong interest in it. So Christchurch Council said, we don't like it. And there have been some other councils who are very unhappy. Does that point towards the need that you do actually, um, that maybe this idea of councils buying into it, which is what National have gone for. Is that something that you need to look at or what? Oh, look, I wouldn't want to speculate too much on the on the housing side of things. I think that really is a specific question for the for the minister for housing, okay. and I certainly haven't had a conversation no with you um, recently about it. Lucky last question then. Uh, the last poll was not the greatest, I guess, which showed that National Act could um, could govern themselves. What what are you going to do to to just sort of re- change the trend of the polls? You've got four and a half months. Well, firstly, the idea of a National Act government, I think, is a pretty scary proposition um, for New Zealand. And I think that I think that over the course of this year, uh, as more of the, the National Act policies come to light, um, hopefully they come to light so that New Zealanders can see what they actually are offering. And we're going to be working hard, like we, we always do, uh, to engage with people, uh, to connect with people on the ground, uh, to talk about what we have done, but also to talk about what our plans are for the next three years. And so um, we'll pitch our vision and, as I said, connect with New Zealanders with the hope that um, they will trust us again with another term. Excellent. Well, hey, I really appreciate making the time. I appreciate it's, a little, you know, it's quite hectic sort of getting around from airports and everything. So thanks for, thanks for touching base with us. Uh, and a Thank happy you. birthday. Thank you very much. Good Thank on you. you. Thank you. That's the Deputy Prime Minister, Carmel Cipollone. Um, for more from the Weekend Collective, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from 3 p.m. or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.